The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Cricket, your Thursday, June 22nd edition. we got a six-game early, six-game main slate to break down for you. We'll get right into it as we get this thing up and running. Quick look at your weather. St. Louis, Philadelphia, nice and warm hitting environment. No rain in the forecast. White Sox, Twins. Good look at rain. It kind of looks like it peters off after the start of the game, so it might be a late start there. Nice and warm in Texas between the, the Jays and the Rangers, as expected. Uh, wind blowing in in Coors from right field. It's warm. The ball is going to be flying like normal in Coors. Don't expect anything different there. Uh, as we go to the evening slate, business as usual. Nice hitting environment in Baltimore. Not bad in the Bronx. Wind blowing in Miami if the roof's open. Slight chances of rain in Atlanta yet again between the Giants and the Braves. Just keeps that trend going. Uh, and other than that, we're good to go. So nothing too crazy. We should get everything in unless completely goes off the rails. Let's get into your six-game early slate. Top pitcher on the slate, Carlos Martinez, $13,500. Far and away the best pitcher on the early slate. Philly striking out 23.5% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Seamart in the last 30 days, fifth best on the barrel FIP leaderboard, striking out 33.09% of the batters he's facing, a 1.47% barrel percentage, 2.27 barrel FIP the last 30 days. He's been outstanding, a 50.9% ground ball rate, swinging strike rate of 11%. He's been awesome this year. Really, 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 really good. You can't underestimate how good or understate how good he's been. Philly's third lowest total on the entire day at 4.06. Um, lefty's 314. Righty's only 237 versus Seamart. With the Phillies, you got a pretty right-handed heavy lineup right now, especially with no uh, Hernandez. They got rid of Saunders. A uh, lot to like with Seamart today. Far and away, the top option on the slate. After Seamart, you go to Chase Anderson, 9400 bucks in. Miller Park against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Chase has been outstanding as well of late. Uh, we got one, two, three, four, five. Five straight starts of three and runs or less. Four of those five, one earned run or less. He's got basically 18 or more points in those starts. 
He's been just filthy. He's done it on the road. He's done it at home. Pittsburgh's swinging it well of late. We've seen in this series. They're hitting a pretty darn good. They strike out 18.6% of the time. Uh, Chase Anderson, the last 30 days, fourth best on the barrel FIP, striking out 28.8% of the batters he faces. Getting barreled 0.8% of the time in the last 30 days, which is outstanding. A barrel FIP of 2.12. He's pitching really, really well. It's an interesting matchup, like I said, because the Pirates are waking up at the moment with McCutcheon and company swinging it well. Uh, he has a really good swinging strike rate at 10.4%, ground ball rate at, uh, about 39%. Really low home run to fly ball, which is what you like to see. Pirates team total is 442. Lefties only 284. Righties are hitting 366. It's a little scary because uh, Pirates have a pretty heavy right handed lineup. But as a whole, the Pirates 314 Woba versus righties, 146 ISO, basically average to almost below average in certain departments. Chase Anderson makes for a very nice play on today's slate. Now we got to get a little dicey, and one that I like uh, is Marcus Stroman, $8,700. I say it all the time. He's a great cash game play because he has a really good floor, and he's got the upside. His last few games, 15.6, 25.6, 13.9, 19.9, 14, 24, 21.5, 14.7. You get the drift. He's very consistent. I'm getting you about 15-plus points every start. For the most part. He's going to get you five or more Ks most starts. going to get you six, seven innings most starts. That's what Stroman does. It's just a matter of how many runs he gives up and does he limit the walks. That's Marcus Stroman in a nutshell. He's limited the walks this year, less than 6% walk rate. Um, he's striking out uh, almost 20% of the batters he faces. Texas strikes out 23.7% of the time versus righties, which I love. It's going to be a great hitting environment today in Texas. But one thing to love about Stroman, if he's doing his thing like we like, he has a 61.2% ground ball rate, which is insane. That is outstanding, and that's what you want to see with the pitcher going into an environment like that. The weird thing is with the ground ball rate like that, he still has a home run to fly ball rate of 16.9%. So when they do get it up in the air, there's a tendency for the long ball. So I think that's one of the big reasons why he's not getting a bunch of 20-point games, more in the teens and high teens. But on this slate, he makes for a good mid-price $8,700 option. Good GPP play because I think a lot of people might avoid him against Texas. But Texas bats are cold. You look at Biagini shut him down last night. Um, they woke up the night before. It's just they're so hot and cold. You don't know what they're going to do. They have a 5-1-4 total, but overall the total is huge on that game. Um, lefty's hitting 3-11. Righty's 3-10 versus Stroman. Nothing special. A little above average Woba of 322 and a great ISO of 186 versus Righty's for the Rangers. They said the total on that game is 10.5, so you're expecting a lot of offense in Texas to begin with. Um, so I think it's a very interesting game. He's got a good floor of 15 with tremendous upside. Strowman to 8,700. Next up, Aaron Nola, 6,600 at home against the St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals, uh, they came back last night, but their offense is just so, so inconsistently bad and so frustrating if you try to play with them um nola's inconsistent too three straight games of six k's would you like to see walks of two walks or less in four straight games it's just you know he's getting hit a little too too often too much to like uh, when his ground ball's working well which means his curveball's working well he's pitching well his curveball seems to be working a little better of late um he's 6600 for a reason but st louis strikes out about 21 percent of the time versus righties nola strikes out about 22 percent of the batters he faces 
Uh, walk rate of almost, or ground ball rate of almost 50%. Now hard contact's only 29%, which is great. Um, when you look at the Cardinals 4-4-4 total, it's one of the lower ones on the slate. Lefty's 322, righty's 294. You got a righty heavy lineup with the Cardinals outside of Fowler and, and Carpenter and maybe one or two more, but not too many usually in that lineup. And an average, uh, or a little above average Woba of 324, a little above average ISO of 167 versus righties for the Cardinals. But for 6,600 bucks, there's a ton of upside with Nola. It's risky because it's a good, good hitting ballpark. And you never know if it's the one day the Cardinals decide to wake up. But uh, Nola could be in for a very interesting start tonight. I like him quite a bit. You saw Pavetta throw well. Uh, Nola could definitely be in a similar situation today. The other low-priced option I'll be looking at is David Paulino. Uh, similar to Francis Mark just two nights ago, um, he's got the pitch count to worry about. He's going to go about 90 pitches. Uh, he saw Fires pitch well. Paulino's got better strikeout stuff than Fires, so we have that going for us. Um, and you got an A's team that strikes out a ton versus righties. They also have a ton of power versus righties, which I keep mentioning every day. But you got Paulino, Paulino coming off a phenomenal start against the Red Sox, six innings. Three hits, one earned, four Ks, 21.1 points. Um, he's inconsistent. He's young. He's that's what he does. Get I'll, Honestly, I'll take 10-plus points. I'd love 15 with Paulino. But in this kind of matchup, we'll take what we can get. A striking out almost 25% versus righties. Paulino striking about 24% he faces. The one thing he struggled with at times in the minors was his walks. He's only walking about 6% right now, which is outstanding. The ground ball rate's low and the hard contact rate's high. That's the scary thing. And Oko today against the A's. So those are the things you got to worry about there. The A's team totals 4.60 in the middle of the pack for the day. Lefty's 352, righty's 328. Dicey play. It's a pump play for a reason at 63. So there's your pitchers. Martinez 13-5 at Philly's far and away the top option. Chase Anderson 94 at Pittsburgh is looking really nice. You got Stroman 87 at Texas. Nola 66 for St. Louis and Paulino 63 at Oakland. Those are the five I'll be building around on the day slate. Let's check out the catchers. Um, Russell, the love muscle Martin against the lefty Martin Perez in Texas, 4,200 bucks. Solid play there. Really solid. Um, either Chris Iannetta or Chris Herman, the catchers for Arizona in Colorado, 4,100 or 3,900 for Sensatella. Uh, Sensatella has pitched okay, even in Coors, but um, there's your Arizona catchers. Brian McCann, if he's behind the dish against Jesse Hahn at $3,800, or even DH, he was in the lineup. Nice looking play at $3,800. I like that quite a bit. Um, as you go down the list, Manny Pena versus Yvonne Nova at $33. I know many people want to know if Yvonne Nova's in play. Sure, if you want, he's a good pitcher. He's just really struggled on the road this year. His home road splits are dramatic, especially if you. Maybe not overall production. Overall production to me is pretty dramatic, but just drafting points, which is what we care about, it's very dramatic. So I'm going to stay away in that ballpark, but you're more than welcome to go there. Manny Pena at 3,300 is not a bad look at all. Steven Vogt, 3,200 if he is in the lineup and you're not using Paulino. He's definitely worth a look there. I don't mind that at all. Chris Jimenez, if he has to start against Quintana at 3K, so a value play there, some upside. If for some reason Evan Gaddis gets the, is in the lineup versus Hahn, the power upside, I know Gaddis, you know, he's inconsistent. He's struggling, whatever anybody wants to say, because it's Gaddis and he is. But he's got back-to-back games of 9 and 12 points. There's always power upside, home run upside with Evan Gaddis. And he's only 2900 bucks. I told you the weather is going to be nice and warm in Oco, so the ball's going to be flying. 
Day games in Oakland, the ball moves a lot more. You got to hit the ball, obviously. If the pitchers are pitching well, there's nothing you can do. But um, if Han misses with a sinker, it just turns into a you know batting practice fastball. So uh, Gaddis could be a sneaky play at only twenty nine hundred bucks. It's really cheap for Gaddis, who we're used to seeing in the four K range. So I know he's been down and people are down on him, but there's always a home run upside for a punt play. That's all you can ask for. Um, as you go down your catcher's list. Not much else to really like down here. Jeff Mathis, if you want a cheap Arizona catcher, he's in the lineup at 2400 Isn't that bad for a Coors piece of action? That's really all I'm seeing down here. Going over first base, Goldie and Coors at 59 Justin Smoke hits lefties extremely well. He's 5100 bucks. Really good play there. Uh, Matt Carpenter, we mentioned lefties hit Nola well. He's 4700 Desmond and Coors. Eric Thames versus Nova. He's first base outfield eligible. He had a day off last night. Uh, he got, didn't start last night, I should say. Um, when you look at lefties, lefties at 336 off Nova. Righties, 292. So keep an eye on Thames at 4,600. You got Jose Abreu versus Turley at 45. That's definitely in play. Kendrick Morales hits lefties extremely well. Also, he's 4,400. So Toronto in play. They have one of the higher team totals on the day. So Toronto definitely in play. They're fourth highest overall on the day. If you go just on the day slate, Outside of Coors, they're the highest team total on the board. Matt Davidson's on fire. He's 4300 bucks. Yonder Alonso versus Paulino is a really, really good play if you're not playing Paulino. Day game, Oko, Yonder's really good play there if you're not playing Paulino. Uh, Ryan Healy as well, first base, third base. We mentioned how righties are hitting uh, with a lot of power off of Paulino. Ryan Healy's a really good play, first base, third base, if you're not using Paulino. I want to specify all this. And these were all really good plays last night versus Fires, and Fires pitched really well. These these Astros pitchers, they're, they're boom or bust, and I was all over Fires last night. He pitched great. I'll be on Polino, but if you want to put a hedge out there, you go for it if, you, if you're a hedging type person. Josh Bell against uh, Chase Anderson is a, a very intriguing play. Bell went deep last night. Lefties 284, righties 366. He's a reverse splits pitcher, so keep that in mind when you're looking at the Pirates. Marvin Gonzalez, $3,700 against Hahn. I mentioned, uh, or no, I didn't mention him. You got Joey Gallo inside the park home run last night. I always said he had upside for the home run. Didn't think it'd be that one. He's first base, third base eligible, $3,600. We mentioned the home run to fly ball for Stroman. Joey Gallo, anybody? He's got third base eligibility and first base eligibility now. So he's got both corner infield positions, which makes him even more dangerous. $3,600, always the home run upside. Jose Azuna, the Pirates, first base outfit eligible, 35. I've mentioned many times how he actually has good power versus right-handed pitching. Anderson's a reverse splits pitcher. If you're going to try to ride that Pittsburgh hot streak, he's not a bad sneaky play. Uh, Kenneth Vargas versus the lefty Quintana. He's 3400 bucks. Vargas has really, really good power versus left-handed pitching. If you want to make like a Dozier, Sano, Vargas, 1-2-3 for just power upside alone, it's not a bad look there. Jesus Aguilar, 34 versus Nova for some power upside. And then it kind of gets bleak after that. Let's go over to second base. We have Altuve, 5K versus Han. LeMahieu and Coors at 47. Drury and Coors at 44. There's Dozier versus the lefty Quintana at 43. Dozier had a good night on Wednesday. Paul DeJong, price tag keeps climbing. Remember when we got to use him so cheap and no one paid attention? Well, no one's going to pay four grand for him either, so... 
If you want to roll the dice on DeJong as kind of a one-off GPP, no one's going to play him, go for it. He's got so much power in that ballpark. Um, he's, he's got he's got the 0 for 4 upside, but he's got the power upside that if Nola's off, he could have a big day at 4K. Descalso had a horrible night last night. He's still got great value at 3900 bucks in Coors, but horrible night last night. Josh Harrison, second base, third base, 3800 bucks against Anderson. If you're fading Anderson, he's worth a look. Sogard leading off for Milwaukee at 37 is in play. Chad Pender home run upside. He's all the way up to 3600 God damn it. Second base shortstop, Jed Lowry, 3600 second base. Both have good power upside in that lineup. As you go down the list, Yelmer Sanchez, 35, is okay. Uh, keep going down the list. There's not much else to like. If Greg Garcia cracks the lineup, he's second base, third base for St. Louis. He is a left-handed bat. We mentioned lefties versus Nola, so he's 2600 bucks. If you need a punt play with a lefty, Garcia could be your guy at second base, third base, eligible against Nola. Third base, Arenado, 5600 bucks in Coors. Jake Lamb, 54 in Coors, obviously both in play. Josh Donaldson versus the lefty Perez in Texas at 49 is very, very nice. Very nice. So is Miguel Sano at 45 and Katana Homer in back-to-back game off lefties. I'll be another one today. I know Quintana's usually a little better lefty, but he struggled a lot this year. Snow in play. Davidson mentioned him. Travis Shaw, 4,300 versus uh, Nola, continues to just hit the baseball and hit it well. You got Beltre. Jed Jericho, 42 versus Nola. Jericho's heating up a little bit again. Might want to ride that hot streak while you got it. Mentioned Healy already. like him a lot. Um, the Todd Father at 38. Mentioned Josh Harrison. Mentioned Joey Gallo, who's an interesting play. Um, as you go on, Gray Garcia has a punt at 26. Not much else to like down here. You might have to pay up a little bit at third base. Going over shortstop, Carlos Correa at 48. It's always in place. Story, 45. Owens, 45, both in Coors. Anders at 43. Nick Ahmed, 41 in Coors. Jordy Mercer, 4K versus Anderson. There's Sogard at 37. Shortstop is bad today, guys. Bad. Pender, 36. It's not, a, it's not bad. Jorge Polanco switch hitting at 31. Wow, this is a bad position. Worse than normal. Really bad. Yeah, there's your uh, there's your shortstop, guys. You're paying up today. Paying up at shortstop. That is brutal. Outfield. Charlie Blackman, 55 and Coors versus Godley is in play. Springer, 52. Peralta, 49. Usual suspects there. Ian Desmond mentioned him. Andrew McCutcheon continues to hit the baseball well at 46. Mentioned Eric Thames. Both those guys are in play in Miller Park. Pal- or Greg Arblanco in Coors at 46, playing well in Coors. You got Keon Broxton at 45, swinging it well. Tommy Pham double dong yesterday's 45, definitely a sneaky play today. Uh, Carlos Gomez versus Stroman, since you Chubo's 43, if you want to go that route. Melky Cabrera at 42. Piscotti went deep yesterday. He's 42. K with the Chris Davis versus Paulino. Right-handed power versus Paulino at 41. Cargo and Coors at 41. Omar Mazzara at 4K versus Stroman with that home run upside. Avisil Garcia is only 3,900 versus Turley. That's a pretty nice-looking play there. Good value upside there. Eddie Rosario. Joey Bats, 3,900 versus Perez. He led off yesterday. If he leads off again today against the left-handed batter Perez at 3,900 bucks, nice upside play there. Really nice. Um, Gregor Blanco, 37. Josh Reddick, 36. He's back from his deal. 
Derek Fisher's 35 versus Han for a little cheaper outfield action with tremendous upside. Um, as you go down, looking for some value now. <clears throat> Hopefully we find something. Odabel Herrera's 31 versus Seamart. Man, there's not a lot of value on this slate at all tonight, boys and girls. Not much at all. Byron Buxton, 2800 versus Quintana. There is upside there if he gets on and steals. Adam Engel, if he gets a start for the White Sox, he's 2700 Um, But other than that, man, Jacob Brugman, if he gets a start for Oakland, he's 2400 That's actually decent upside for a pump play. 2400 bucks. If Paulino's off, that could be good upside with Brugman, but... There's not much in the way of punts today, guys. That's just some bad, bad stuff there. So there's your six-game early slate. We're looking at C-Mart, 13-5. Chase Anderson, 94. Stroman, 87. Nola, uh, 66. Paulino, 63. For your stacking options on the early slate, you obviously have Coors in play. The Blue Jays, 5.36 total. Lefties, 285. Righties, 343 versus Martin Perez. Definitely, definitely in play. Uh, the White Sox versus Nick Turley, 506 total. Lefties, 441. Righties, 510. White Sox, Twins, Twins, 494 total. Both in play. Astros, lefties hitting 374 off Jesse Hong. Like that a lot. Um, the A's, we mentioned lefties, 352 off Paulino. Righties, 328. Both have big power off of them. Uh, lefties hitting 336 off Ivan Nova for your brew crew love. So keep those plays in mind now let's dig into the six game evening slate and your top price option Luis Severino $12,300 for your New York Yankees at home against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim definitely the top option on the slate today Severino averaging 21.3 DraftKings points for start coming off a little rocky one at Oakland but they had a completely rocky road trip at Oakland and Anaheim. Prior to that, 31.4, 21, 27.5, 33.18.5. Things are just fine in Luis Severino's world. Anaheim is swinging a pretty hot stick. They are striking out 20% of the time versus righties. Last 30 days, Severino 23rd on the barrel fit board, getting barreled 3.79% of the time, striking out over 27% of the batters he's facing um, really good stuff from Severino. Swinging strike rate of almost 12%, which is outstanding. But what's more outstanding to me is his 54.1% ground ball rate. Really, really good stuff. Second lowest team total on the board is 4.01 for the Angels. Lefties 302, righties 307. Yep, Severino definitely in play tonight. Next up, Jake Arietta, 8,800 bucks on the road to Miami. Good pitching environment in Miami. Um, Arietta, he's been rocky, but if you look at his peripherals, he's been getting better and better and better. He had a rocky start two starts ago against the Rockies. But outside of that, at Pittsburgh, 16.3 points. I know he didn't get through five, but he pitched really well, seven Ks. His velocity is back up to 93-94. Uh, he had 20.5 points, a couple starts back against Miami, six innings, two hits, two earned, three walks, five Ks, 21.3, 19.9, 25.3. Those were a four-start stretch before the – Bad start against the Rockies, and he went 16.3 after that. He's pitching much, much better of late. Um, 8800 bucks on a small slate with some rocky pitching. I like Arietta quite a bit. I'm hoping pe people think he's still broken. He's in a good matchup against Miami. 
where you have Miami strikes out a little over 20% of the time. The last 30 days, more proof to Arias' improvement. He's entered the fifth leaderboards, 25th in the last 30 days, getting barreled only 2.65% of the time. Mixing the velocities back up. Now he's striking out over 27% of the batters he's facing. He's still walking a little over 10%. He's got to work on that. But things have improved quite a bit with Arietta. Like I said, we talked about it last night on our pod, me and Mo. And it's really good stuff with Arietta. It's signs of good things in Cubby World. Um, his string and strike rate is up to 10.4%. Ground ball rate's just fine. Home run to fly ball's coming down. It's still bad at 16.4, but it is coming down. So everything's pointing in the right direction. Uh, Marlins low team total of 4.41, not the lowest, but a low one. Lefties are only 305 versus Arietta, righties 260. And they have a very heavy right-handed lineup outside of like Bohr and Yellick and Gordon. It's a lot of righties. So he's in a really good spot. Marlins have some power. There's no doubt about it. But if you look at like the way teams averages against him, it's his walks that have gotten him in trouble. And then they capitalize. So if he's controlling the walks tonight, it's good. 8800 bucks, tremendous upside with Arietta. If you don't want to pay for Severino and you want to save money because – there's not a lot of really good punts. Like you kind of want to stay in the seven and eight range, and then maybe Severino. I can get it, leading with Arietta at the top and going elsewhere and just rolling the dice. Next up, Derek Nor or Daniel Norris. It's another uh, another shaky play, but this is a kid we've talked about off and on. He has great stuff. He's been a big time prospect, and he's just never really put it together. He gets injured, whatever it is. Last three starts, he's looked great. He's looked like the Daniel Norris people expected. Um, 22.1, 17.3, 16.7, 8, 6, and 7. Those are strikeout numbers in those three starts. Three earned, two earned, three earned. At home against Tampa Bay, at Boston, we're at five innings, seven hits, two earned, six Ks, which is impressive. Then at home against the Angels, who doesn't strike, who don't strike out a ton, and he struck out seven of them. So if you're telling me I can get 16, 17 point floor, which I know I can't say that with like complete conviction because it's only three start sample, but Prior to that, he had 8.5, then 18.7, 12.8, 10.8. He was showing good signs of maybe finding things. On a slate like this, which is small with very shaky options, he makes the list of candidates tonight to build lineups around. I will have lineups with Daniel Norris. Um, when you look at Norris, he uh, faces a Seattle team that strikes out a little over 19% of the time. In the last 30 days, this is another reason that you can tell Norris has improved. Um 21st best on the barrel fit board, barrel fit of 3-3-3, getting barreled 2.48% of the time. So he's definitely limiting the hard contact of late, which has led to his improvement. And his strikeout rate's almost up to 25% in the last 30 days. It's outstanding. His walk rate's down to almost 8%. He has shown massive, massive improvements uh, in his stuff. Walks have always been a bugaboo of his, and you can see he's improved that. Uh, ground ball rate's almost 41%. Hard contact rate's coming down because if you look at the whole – his hard contact rate is 42.5%. But if you look in the last 30 days, obviously that's coming down. His home run to fly ball is outstanding. So a lot to like with Daniel Norris pointing in the right direction. Hopefully he doesn't burn us tonight. But on a slate this small, it's a gamble that's worth taking because the upside's tremendous. Um, Seattle has a good team total of 484. It's about middle of the pack tonight. Lefty's 328, righty's 344. But that was kind of pre maybe new Daniel Norris, a lot of that. Um, Another reason I love it is Seattle every now and then blows up against the lefty, but as a whole, they've struggled a lot against lefties this year. Very average Wobo of 307, almost below average, and then a horrific ISO of 119. That's isolated power against 
um, left-handed pitching. Like that's Giants level, almost below Giants level. Giants are one one five, so that's Giants level bad. And when I say Giants, it like goes, oh yeah, Giants suck. So the Mariners are just that bad against left-handed pitching. It's every now and again they go off, and it's like, oh crap. But you know, if you did it four out of five times, you're going to be successful. Like it's just how it works with the Mariners right now. So. Daniel Norris is a really good play. Goes overlooked a lot. Maybe not tonight on a six-game slate, but he's a really solid play. Speaking of those Giants, we're targeting Jaime Garcia against those Giants. 7500 bucks. Watch the weather in this one as it is wet and rainy. He got beat up against Miami his last time out. Five and two-thirds, seven hits, six earned. He had seven Ks for 9.4 points. He was going so well. I had him on some lineups. He was dealing for like, I think he had four shutout innings and then the fifth or even might have been the sixth where he got blown up. He was pitching great. Looked like we were cruising again because we've been riding him. He had 24.4 prior to that, 14.5, 15. And then at the Giants, four starts back, six and two-thirds, four in, uh, four hits, nowhere in five Ks for 25.4. Prior to that, 27.8. He's pitching really well, like a floor of 15, and we're going up prior to that last start. Really, really good stuff to, out of Jaime. And he's facing this Giants team that really can't hit, period. And they can't hit lefties. That's why I recommended Nukem yesterday. Nukem pitched phenomenal. He was in line for the win until the blueprint, the blueprint, the bullpen blew it late. Um, Nukem pitched great. Pitched really, really well for a rookie. Jaime's in a really good spot again tonight. I like him a ton. If you don't want to risk Norris, Jaime's the quote-unquote, the worst word to ever use in DFS fantasy, safer option than... Norris, but it, it's a good play. The Giants strike out almost 20% of the time versus lefties. You have uh, Jaime in the last 30 days, 12th best on the barrel fit. That's how well Jaime's pitching. So overlooked. 2.8 barrel fit, but his barrel percentage, 0.74. Outstanding stuff. That's like, you know, Max Scherzer gets barreled 3.4% of the time. 0.7. Striking out 20% of the batters he faces for Jaime, that's really, really good. Walking about 4.5%. This is great stuff for a guy you can get for 7500 bucks. That's tremendous upside against a Giants team that if they make hard contact, they want to like throw a parade. It's unbelievable. Um, yes, I'm a spiteful fan right now. His swinging strike rate is 11.2%. You don't associate that with Jaime Garcia. That's This is stuff that's really, really impressive. Ground ball rate of 56.5. Hard contact rate 25.9. Really, really good stuff with Jaime. Uh, Giants have a low team total, fourth lowest on the day at 4.19. Lefty's hitting 299, righty's 328 off Garcia. I mentioned horrible Wobo 287. And one of the worst ISOs you'll ever see of 115 versus lefties, Garcia in play. Next up, Hung Jin Ryu of the Dodgers, 7100 bucks. We're going to keep picking on those Mets. The Mets, the Mets, the Mets. Meet the Mets. They can't hit the baseball right now. Injuries may have finally hit their toll, or it's the West Coast. I don't know what it is. They can't hit them. Ryu had a nice start in Cincinnati. Five innings, eight hits, two earned, seven Ks for 19.3 points. It, lately, it's 19.3, 7.4, but then he had seven innings, 11.6 points, six innings, 17.1, and then an 11.2 and a 12.6. It's dicey with Ryu, uh, but he's facing a Mets team that, like I said, struggling big time. Striking out over 21.6% of the time versus lefties. Ground ball rate of 46.8%. Swinging strike rate of 11.6 from Ryu. And even Hungjin Ryu the last 30 days, 17th best on the barrel fit board. Getting barreled only 2.8% of the time, striking out 20.6% of the batters he faces. 
and only walking 2.8%, so he's not getting himself in trouble. He's making them earn it, which I love. Any day I can back a pitcher that makes them at least hit him, I can at least sleep better knowing I picked a guy that the other team earned it with. Like when you when you the worst thing you have is when you pick a pitcher and they just start walking the farm and you just go, this is horrible. They're not even earning this, and I'm going to lose money because you can't even throw a freaking strike. You're a professional pitcher. Ryu at least limits the walks, which is outstanding. You have the Mets, who have the lowest team total on the board at 3.45. They have a very, 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 very bad Woba of 294 versus lefties. Decent ISO of 165. So if they connect, they'll go deep. Like we saw with Kershaw, they had like four home runs. Other than that, they struck out 10 times, did nothing. Uh, Ryu... He's he's inconsistent, but he's been much more consistent the last month or so since he kind of got a little 10-day DL relaxation, demotion of the bullpen, got back to the rotation. He looks really good, 7100 bucks versus the Mets in play. Then your gamble punt, if you want to go there, is my boy Mike Clevenger, who I have a sweet spot for. 5700 bucks, tremendous strikeout upside with the kid. It's just you don't know how far he's going to go, like, Last two starts, 71 and 76 innings for four innings, or 70 pitches for four innings. They had 108 inning, 108 pitch inning, outing, 83 pitch outing. You just don't know what you're going to get with Clevenger. But the Ks are there, 4 6, 7 6, his last four starts. He's 5,700 bucks. Um, Baltimore strikes out 22.5% of the time. You saw Carrasco strike out 10 and in six innings. Clevenger striking out 28.4%, swinging strike rate of 13.8%, limits the hard contact of 307 Lots to like, it's just his walks are almost 13%. So that's where he gets in trouble. Baltimore high team total of 518. Lefties 272, righties 351 on right-handed heavy lineup, so that's scary. A little above average Woba and a very good ISO against righties for Baltimore. It's a punk play at 5,700. I said earlier I'd stay in the 7 to 8s and maybe pay up for Severino a little, build your lineups there. But if you want to punt, Clevenger at 57, the guy I'm going with. So your pitchers, Severino, 12-3 versus the Angels. Arietta 88 at Miami North, 76 at the Angels. Garcia, 75 versus the Giants. Riley, 71 versus the Mets. Clevenger, 57 at Baltimore. So we got our lefties in the middle there in the 7K range to keep us nice and tidy. Um, I go Garcia, uh, Garcia, Ryu, Norris, but Ryu and Norris are like 1A, 1B. I I could flip-flop those at a moment's notice. I think Norris has the most upside out of all three of those lefties. Garcia's the safest, and you go from there. And then Arietta, I like a ton. I know he's inconsistent, but he's pitching much, much better. Severino, Angels are hitting it well. You saw them hit Pineda, and then he calmed down. Um, You saw... Montgomery pitched really, really well. The price tag was great. This price tag is much more expensive. So the the risk is really, really there, but the reward is huge with Severino. Um, like you said with Barrios yesterday, Barrios was great. Eight amazing innings. He earned the price tag. Well, I don't know if he earned earned it, but on that slate he earned it. Carrasco earned his. Samarja wasn't even bad for giving up three runs in eight innings, just getting his strikeouts. That's what Samarja does. That's a Samarja start pretty much to a T, the way I talk about him. So you get what you pay for sometimes. Let's check out the bats at the catchers. You got Gary Sanchez, 5200 bucks in play if you're paying up. A catcher over 5K is crazy, but Sanchez is a good, good option. Um, one thing I want to check out real quick. Give me two seconds here. The Seattle Mariners have a youngster named Andrew Moore. Yeah, so I thought he's right-hander. Okay, that's what I wanted to check because we have a catcher named Alex Avila who crushes right-handed pitching. 
First base catcher eligible at 4K. Love Avila tonight against Moore. You're going to get a lot of bullpen in Seattle also, but Avila definitely in play for the spot starter in Moore. Posey versus the lefty Garcia. His lefty's well, good contact guy if you're not playing Garcia. Posey's not bad at 4K. Flowers took some margin deep last night, 3,900 versus Kane. Not bad either. Wilson Contreras, 3,800 versus Jeff Locke. Contreras heating up. I've been avoiding him, but I do start to like Wilson Contreras. Now he's starting to hit the ball really, really well. If you're not using Daniel Norris, Mike Zunino at 3,700 bucks. Definitely worth the look. He is hot, 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 as the kids say. Jan Gomes versus the lefty Wade Miley at 3,400. Definitely. There's a lot of good catching options on this evening. So these are all, everyone I've mentioned so far, I'd have zero problem playing. So it just depends on how much you want to spend. If you want to spend down a catcher, which I'm always a fan of, always a fan of spending down a catcher, you then go for it. If you want to spend up, that's what as a good makes good GPP lineups because not many do spend up. Go for it. These are all really good options. Jan Gomes and up. Not Wellington Castillo because he's day-to-day in Clevenger, but Gomes and up, not bad. Um, as you go down the list now, it gets a little more interesting. Uh, Nick Hundley, if he gets to start versus Garcia, is okay at 32. I wish it was a little cheaper, but he's okay. Travis Darnot against Riley hits lefties pretty well. He's 2900 bucks. if you want to go that route. Um, and that might be about it. If um, Rene Rivera gets to start, he's 2300 against uh, Ryu. Our boy James McCann versus a lefty last night went ding-dong city. He's only like 2300 bucks. Hell yeah. First base, Cody Bellinger did not homer last night. It was so depressing. Unless he homered or not, I was asleep, but I don't think he did. That was depressing. Uh, first base outfit eligible, 5,600 versus Mats. Bellinger's in play every day right now. Edwin Encarnacion versus a lefty. He's up to 5,400 bucks. I know it's expensive. A, he's on fire. One of the streakiest hitters in baseball, on fire. And he just destroys left-handed pitching. Edwin is a great play. Rizzo leading off 5300 bucks for Slock. Do not worry about the lefty-lefty. I cannot say it enough against Anthony Rizzo. If you are not using Arietta, Justin Bohr at 46 is a really good play, especially if you're not paying up for the top three guys over 5K. Bohr at 46 is really solid. Uh, Matt Holiday, 44, went deep. Told you he loves facing Alaska. Took him deep again. He's in play against Chavez. I love Matt Adams. I also told you if you're not using Samarja, Matt Adams is a phenomenal play in that ballpark. He went deep. Um... I really like him again tonight against Matt Cain. Matt Cain, he's been decent at limiting the damage of late, but A, he gets hit still. B, he doesn't go deep into games, so you get that disastrous Giants bullpen for probably at least three, if not four or five innings. So Matt Adams at 4400 bucks, Nice looking play. Trey Mancini has some upside at 4300 bucks. We mentioned our righties hit Clevenger pretty well. Uh, Carlos Santana, 43 is not bad. Alex Avila there again at 4K. Posey again at 4K. As you go down the list, uh, Brandon Belt's okay against lefties at 36. I'd avoid it, though. The Giants are just so goddamn bad. Miguel Cabrera is back down to 3400 bucks. It's just, I know he's been struggling. He did hit two homers recently in his last 10 games. He's, hit, he's hitting 282 his last 10 games with two homers, 11 for 39, four ribbies. Now he's not lighting the world on fire. He's averaging 9.1 points per game his last 10 games. But thirty-four hundred bucks for more or, or for Miguel Cabrera is always so much upside. If you want to kind of just go cheaper at first and not pay up for some reason, Miggy at thirty-four hundred bucks. I know he's struggling, and people are saying different things about the guy. But my God, come on! 
Um, that upside is just so huge. Wilmer Flores versus a lefty first base, third base eligible, 2,800 bucks if you need to punt. Always an option right there. Let's head over to the second base position. Jose Ramirez continues to hit the baseball and hit it well, 5,500. I can see the Indians are going to be expensive versus Wade Miley. Understandable. Jonathan Scope, 4,500 versus Clevenger. Home run upside there. Castro, 45 versus Chavez. Ian Kinsler, 44 versus Moore is not bad. That Moore, he should get beat up tonight. Should. But Detroit, that bipolar offense. Chris Taylor versus the lefty Mats is a very solid play at 44. Taylor, second base outfield eligible. Kipnis versus Miley. Kipnis can hit lefties. He's 4,300. He'll go overlooked for the fact that, A, he's like the sixth second baseman on the list. And, B, people think, oh, lefty, lefty. They'll walk right past him. Just throwing that out there. Same with Robbie Cano. He can hit lefties well versus Doris, 4,300. You got Ian Happ versus Locke at 43. There's some power upside there. Batten second behind Rizzo. Um, after that, we can look at it. If you want to make a brave stack, you can. It's just inconsistent. Like you saw a couple nights ago, great matchup against Moore did nothing. Samarzo is good. It's another great spot against Kane. Phillips forty one. If you want to go there, D Gordon and four K versus Arietta. If you want, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, but you can. Uh, I, I can understand it. Is all I'm saying. Logan Forsyth versus the lefty Matt. Second base, third base, thirty three. He's got some upside there. I I'm I like Matt's. I just want to see more from him because he is good. I just I need to see more. He's been out for so long. Uh, Javi Baez versus the lefty lock, second base shortstop at thirty three. Tremendous upside there. I like that a bit. Taylor Motter, second base shortstop. He's up to thirty one hundred. Not bad there. I still haven't seen anything on Segura. He's supposed to be back any day now, so I'm still waiting for him to surprise me in a lineup here. I've seen an announcement at some point in time. Third base position, Ramirez again for the, the, the Indians, 5,500. You got Chris Bryant, 4,900 versus Locke. Yes, please. Machado's all the way back up to 4,600 bucks versus Clevenger. If you want to pay for him, he's not bad, but he's been – he had a, a good game. He's still very inconsistent right now. It's a high price tag, but you know the upside's there. Kyle Seager, 36 versus Norris. He does hit lefties okay. Third base is kind of bleak today. You might want to pay up if you can. Then again, you got Forsythe at 33 is not bad. Chase Headley at 33 versus Chavez is okay for a cheap price. Or you could just pay 3200 for one of the best contact slash exit velocity slash barrel percentage guys in baseball and Nick Castellanos. God, you can get Castellanos for 32 and Miguel Cabrera for 34 against Moore. Wow. Wow, DraftKings. Uh, Ray Ruiz, if you want to punt versus Matt Kane at 3K, is not bad at all. Wilmer, a good upside with Ruiz there. Wilmer Flores, 28. I mentioned him earlier. Um, and that's about it. But, man, Castellanos, 3200 bucks. My God. Shortstop, Seager at 5K versus Mats. He can hit lefties okay. Francisco Lindor at 46 is a great play. It went deep yesterday. Um, well, this might be my answer here. Segura was activated from the disabled list ahead of Wednesday's game, so I missed that last night. There's your answer. Segura is back. He's 4300 bucks against Daniel Norris. He gets lefties extremely well leading off, so barring everything's good to go. And they have his game log updated from last night. He went one for three last night with two run scores, a walk, nine fantasy points. He right back into the play. Yeah, Segura is a good play at 4300 bucks. He looks healthy, good to go. I like that quite a bit then. If you're not using Norris, I still think Norris has a great upside, but Segura can hit lefties quite well. Didi Gregorius went deep yet again. No one plays him, and I keep talking about him. He's 3800 bucks. another great play against Shonadez tonight. 
Addison Russell versus the lefty lock, upside at 3,800. Brandon Crawford can hit lefties really, really well. He's 3,600 versus Garcia. I've been using him kind of as a one-off, even though he hasn't done crap, but he's been so cheap. His price tag's up tonight. Uh, Dansby Swanson, 34, if you want to go there. Javi Baez, mentioned him at 33, some value there. Uh, Taylor Motter might not be in the lineup now, so keep an eye on that at 3,100. Our boy JT Riddle, 2,700 versus Arietta. If you want just a one-off, just a one-off punt, you use Riddle at 27, even, even if it's Arietta. It uh, doesn't bother me. Cecchini, 2,500 versus Ryu as a punt. Shortstop's not bad either. I can get behind both of those. Upside plays, and if they don't go off, they don't kill you. And going to the outfield, Aaron Judge, 5,700 is in play, obviously. Bellinger, obviously. J.D. Martinez, all the way down to 4,700 bucks. Tons of upside. You can save $1,000 on Aaron Judge and get just as much upside, if not more, because J.D.'s just as good, if not better. I, I love J.D. Martinez. Brett Gardner, 46, not bad. You got Adam Jones. Nelly Cruz, 45, is in play. Aaron Hicks, 44, is not bad. Mentioned Chris Taylor earlier. Mentioned Mancini. Love me some Chisenhall at 43. I don't care if it's lefty-lefty. Chisenhall's on fire right now. Jay Bruce can hit lefties. He's 43. Mentioned Ian Happ, second base outfield eligible at 43. Outfield eligibility is nice with Happ. It's nice to be able to use him somewhere else. Um... Ender and Ciarte leading off against Matt Kamen. 43 is a nice play there. I like that quite a bit if you're using some Braves. Christian Yellick, 42. Stanton, 42. That's a nice price tag on Stanton for some home run upside, even though Ariad is, like I said, dealing of late. Seth Smith leading off for Baltimore at 41. Michael Conforto, 41. You want to suspend us versus the lefty Ryu at 41 is not bad at all. Ozuna, 41. Matt Kemp with the walk-off dong last night. Got Matt Kane today at 4100 bucks. Um... Remind me to look at BVP. I am 99% sure in the past Matt Cain has gotten beat up by Matt Kemp when he was a Dodger. Just let me check that for you. Uh, Austin Jackson versus the lefty Miley. That's too expensive for Austin Jackson. I don't care how well he's hitting right now. Justin Upton continues to rake, and he continues to be cheap. He's $4,000. You could go pay up for JD and then go Miggy. Castellanos, and Upton. I don't like four-man stacks, but that is a tremendous upside four-man stack. 4,600, 4K, 3,400, $3,200. All have home run upside. All have multi-hit upside. Last two games, two for four, three ribbies, one for four. Homer, 12 points, 14 points. He's hitting the baseball well. His last 10 games, averaging 9.8 DraftKings points. Justin Upton's smoking. Um... Go to Cole Calhoun and Cameron Maben at 3,900 each if you're fading Severino. Like, Angels are hitting well, especially the Maben's getting on and getting shit done, so it's fine. Puig, I told you his lefties really well. He was in play last night. Uh, Three-run homer last night. He's in play against Mats again at 3,800 bucks. Uh, Austin Slater versus the lefty Garcia at 38 in play for the Giants. Eric Young Jr. at 36 in play against Severino. Don't mind any of those plays. Um, Denard Spann, 35. Should get the night off, but... I'm not sure there. As you go down, it starts to get really big. Albert Almara Jr. against the lefty lock. Some upside at 3200 bucks for a cheaper option there. Keep an eye on him. He's not great, but there's upside. Hunter Pence all the way down to 3100 bucks. I know I talked some trash on him on the Around the Bases pod last night we recorded. But he's been really bad this year. There's no hiding that. He's been really, really bad. But his last four games, 21-5-0-16. His last night he had a home run to tie it up late. Um, and he's facing a lefty. He's hit lefties pretty well in his career. 
He's $3,100. Could easily go for four, but there's a lot of upside for a really, really cheap price tag. It's not bad. When you're looking at punts, you're not really going to usually get a guy that's been an all-star many times at 3100 bucks. You just don't get that very often. You know the home run upside is there. Again, it could get rained out and you're just completely screwed, but a lot of upside right there. And as you go down the list, there's not much else here. If something comes out later for value, I will tweet it out to you, but uh, not a ton value-wise there. So there you have it. Six-game late slate. Severino 12-3 versus the Angels. Arietta 88 at Miami. Norris 76 at Seattle. Garcia 75 versus the Giants. You have Ryu 71 versus the Mets. Clevenger 57 at Baltimore. I'm looking up your Matt Kemp, Matt Kane action. I got it right here. Matt Kemp, yep. Well, he's only hitting 250, but he's 16 for 64. Five doubles, one triple, four home runs. So 10 extra base hits out of his 16 hits. So not a tremendous average, but it um, does have some good extra base potential, which in DraftKings we love. For your stacking or offensive targeting tonight, Yankees versus Jesse Chavez, 5-4-19 total highest on the evening. Lefties 331, righties 342 versus Jesse Chavez. Every once in a while, Chavez does a great start and frustrates the hell out of you. Hopefully it's not tonight. Indians versus Wade Miley, 5-3-2 total. Love that. Lefties have struggled a little bit. Righties, 357. So, yes, the Indians are in play. Baltimore versus Clevenger. Righties hitting 351. Mentioned that earlier is a nice-looking play. Uh, the Mariners versus Daniel Norris. If you're not pitching Norris, le- uh, righties are hitting 344. Lefties, 328. But that's been coming down since he's pitched better. So, pick your poison. Seattle is really bad versus lefties. They go off every once in a while, though. So, do what you wish. Braves team total of 481 versus Kane. Lefties 371, righties 353. Kane has been really, really bad. Really bad. Tigers have a 466 total facing Andrew Moore, making his first career start. Not much info on him. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Cubs 459 total. Lefties 336, righties 356 off Jeff Locke. Cubs have one of the middle totals on the night slate. I think there's still a great play. Uh, you doubt the Cubs ever get overlooked, but if people are just looking at team totals, maybe they do, and that bodes really well for us. So there you have it. You have a six-game early, six-game late slate. Tons to like. Remember, hit me up on Twitter, at BDNTrick, with any questions. I help you guys out the best I can when I'm available. Um, last night, recorded Around the Bases, episode 17, with Mo. Lots of awesome stuff. Talked about a couple cool articles, Players Weekend, Juiced Baseballs, uh, Toxic... Are the Yankees in trouble? Are the Cubs in trouble? What are the Giants going to do with the trade deadline? Tons of other stuff. Prospects. It'll be draft. A lot of really cool stuff on this week's episode. One of our better episodes we've had. Check that out. Um, Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud. Also recorded Bench with Bubba, episode 42, with DFS Golf Gods Jesse talking, recapping the U.S. Open, kind of looking ahead to the rest of the year, some of the young guns, what's going on with Rory and DJ and Spieth and Day and those guys. Talking John Rahm and his mental midgetness. Uh, British Open coming up because that's what we still call it, not the Open Championship. Tons to like there on episode 42 of Bench with Bubba. Again, Spreaker, SoundCloud, iTunes. Check them out. Subscribe, rate, review. But also, NLB DFS Quick Hits. Rate it, review it. Let's go. Let's get this thing up and popping um, so we can make it bigger and better. But more importantly, any questions, hit me up. Good luck tonight. I'll be back tomorrow with your Friday edition, but let's get it. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Thursday June 22nd edition. I'm out.